Good Friday morning, guys. My name is Jerry Miller, and welcome to Real Talk with Keith Smith, my talented, timely, and well-researched friend who evidently has a pair of clippers on set. This is somewhat terrifying. <laughs> Did, uh, are they working? I bet you people can hear it. Let's, why don't we do this? The show is presented by Yes Realty Partners. <laughs> yes Realty Partners. You can find them online. YesRealtyPartners.com. Let's welcome Keith Smith to the program. I love this guy. He uh, bought something else on Amazon. They don't sound that loud. You know, do they? These these are professional grade. Oh, th- that's a great brand. That's the Wall brand. These are professional grade. I um, oh, I love that camera too. I reached out to my. He's got you on the the crystal ball camera. Crystal that's great. Ball camera, Look at that. Yeah. Those are the clippers that could potentially shave. Oh no, Keith well, Smith's mustache. I, I, I spent. Yeah, I, I, oh, I don't want to know if you've shaved anything else over there. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he was going to say? I mean, no, I that's to, not what I was going to gonna say. Get I had to stop. Little him. ears, little ears, I, little no, ears. I know. That's why I stopped. Little you. ears. That's why Speaking of little ears, I had a great conversation with with Katie Pearl yesterday. Oh, I love Katie Pearl. Katie, couple, are you watching? Love Katie Pearl. She had a couple of questions I was able to help her out with, but no. Um, in my preparation of removal of my mustache, when because I've lost this bet, it's just a matter of when I'm shaving it off. Uh, oh, are you conceding? Not officially. Okay, you just know that. I'm preparing for it. That's your lose. And, and so I asked my sister, what, I sh- what should I buy? Who's a professional hairstylist. Yeah, she's in the game. She's in the game, and this is what she suggested I bought. So I got it, and uh, it's ready to go. I'm ready to go. Um, so are, more, are you... More, more uh, real uh, talk props, right? I, I see right, that. Right? I got, see that. We got... Magic wands. Magic wands. Uh, three different types of crystal balls. Three different types of crystal balls. A magic eight ball. A Mr. Predicto. Yeah. Some cocktail-making books. Those are the only ones that are somewhat out of place. He's left three cocktail uh, recipe books. That's not books. out of place. Look over there. That's true. We got a full bar. <laughs> Very, very well said. But anyway, a shout out to Neil. I'm ready to, I'm ready to go. Neil Williamson, the Clippers are on set, ready to rock and roll. Keith Smith is basically conceding here that he's going to lose the bet on upzoning, be approved by, you know, was it the 15th of June? 19th of June. 19th, 19th of June. June. So you're conceding. I'm not conceding. I'm not conceding anything. Well, I mean, you bought Clippers. Uh, who knows? I might, want, I might start cutting my own hair. No? Okay. Not. Okay. <laughs> That's not going to okay. happen. <laughs> Judah's laughing over here. Judah Wickhauer is our esteemed director. We'll give him some props here on the program. You there, buddy. You. <laughs> it's, so, just, so, so, it's become just a joke. Well, yeah. I have to be. I have to. I, I shouldn't be doing that live in front of my dear friend Judah because he helps me out because I consistently leave my laptop charger oh, here constantly, and he and he. I'd say once a week you leave it here. Uh, almost every show, and um, and he always covers me up. Hey, you left it up. Da 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 da. I was here when he found it. He goes, he goes when he was uh, getting the set back in order, and he goes, "Oh, Keith." <laughs> oh, Keith. <laughs> Did you really say that? Yeah. He goes, oh, Keith. Oh, Keith. Yeah. <laughs> and then he wrapped it up and he put it on the, uh, on the, on the counter. So I'm going to give myself up here. Oh. So um, I had to go do some doctor's appointments yesterday. Okay. And um, <clears throat> some blood work and all that fun stuff. But on the way home last night. You A-OK? It, it's... it's the meds that I take, I gotta, I gotta do this for the, okay. for the, for the condition I've got. Got it. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, so Judah, you and my wife should get together and have a conversation. 
<laughs> because on the way home, right, I, uh, we took one car in. So we live in Fulvana County. So you got Food Line. Across from Food Line is the gas station. I'm driving. I'm looking at the car, and I go, wow, I need a little bit of gas. And Yona goes, you know what? We need a little bit of food. So drop me off at Food Line. You get the gas. When you're done with the gas, come pick me up. Okay, honey, that's what I'm going to do. Okay, okay. Would you want to take a, a gander of what I did after I put gas in my truck? Uh, what you what you do? I went uh, home. You went home? You forgot Yona? <laughs> I forgot. Oh. I went, I went home. I pulled up to the thing, and I went, oh. I guess that's better than, like, going to the bar or something. Patricia Irby, welcome to the program. Yeah. You have a great forehand yeah. on the tennis courts, Patricia. I, I, I left uh, Yona in the thing. But in, in full disclosure... I got there. She walked out. I owned up. I owned it up. I said, honey, you won't believe it. How long did you make Yona wait? You're better seven eights. Oh, we're only, the food lion to our house is less than a half a mile. Oh, okay. All right. So she didn't wait that long. She didn't wait at all. By the time I got there, she walked out. The timing was perfect. I could have kept it quiet. But I didn't. You owned up. I owned up to it. Look at that. That's and that's why you should consider Keith Smith for your real estate closings, because he owns up when he forgets his wife at the grocery store. I I I do. But she said to me, she goes, "You're such a damn airhead." So there you go, Smith the airhead. Oh man, well we love you around here. Thank happens you. to the best of us. It happens to the best of us exactly. You did. That was your official response in the text, Bill. Bill Big Chesney watching the program. He hey, says, Bill. Keith, you can give Jerry a trim. He still needs one. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> well, I have to tell you. That's Love Bill. you, Bill. Bill, you've got a point there because the, the set that came with has all these little clipper things. How about, how about Jude? Judah's got a thicker beard than me. Can we get Jude on no, a free No, 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 no. He's talking about the pompadour. He's talking, oh, about, is he talking about. Well, I told you I missed my haircut. I'm getting it next week, Bill. Uh, it is getting a little long. I think he's talking about the beard. Were you talking about the beard? Yeah, I, uh, we're, we're supposed to talk about real estate, right? Yeah, we can talk yeah. anything you want. Uh, evidently, you're the executive producer. <laughs> that shows up a, like a minute after the show's supposed to start. Um, I, I think it actually looks good on you. Well, thank you. I uh, but it. I'm not the one that matters, right? Well, I mean, the, the beard, like anything in life, has a cycle of life. Apparently, my mustache does, yeah, too. Yeah, yours, your, your mustache <laughs> is uh, approaching the end of its life. Yeah, yeah, uh, 30, uh, 30, let me see, 30, how many years? 80, somebody do some quick math, 85 to now, how many years is that? That's a long time. I can't do that math in my head. Right, let's just say it's a long time. It's a long talking time. 38 years. 38, yeah. 38 years with a mustache. Almost, and he, and almost four decades. And a handful of months. All right, let's talk market here. How's the market looking for you? Uh, yeah, so, you know, I think it's the, the, you know, the same of the what the what, right? We're, we're, um, we're bringing... Homes on the market, um, you know, in the car footprint at a, at a pretty steady pace compared to this time last year. And they're going off uh, the same volume as last year. Again, from I've just pulled it up today, going back seven, seven days, 53 came on, 74 went off, right? So, you know, we're, 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 we were talking about this, this, this ratio last year and thinking it would get better at the beginning of this year. And it really, it really hasn't, and it just seems like we've, we've, we, we have on day after day, show after show, the same conversation about inventory and all, all, uh, all that stuff. But, man, um, that's, uh, it's, just, it's, just, it's just doing that. And if you take a deep, and I said this earlier this week, if you take a deep dive into the pendings, what you're seeing, though, is a lot of the homes that were on the market for, like, double-digit days, 20, yeah. 30 
some some triple digit days, hundred days, are uh, are now getting coming off the market. So these were homes that probably went on the market in October and November, that kind of thing, um, that are now being sold. So I'm really super interested on what the volume, what the, what it's going to look like. Um, the end of this first quarter, but it's not getting better. We, we, uh, excuse me. We the the when was it? A couple of days ago, we looked at a home for our daughter in Richmond. Nice neighborhood. Nice. What neighborhood are we talking? Um, so they they want to be over by tree tree chop or tree chop. They want to be up over by in that particular area of of Richmond. Uh, Malvern, there's this, it's a kind of a couple communities up over there by, uh, it's a little bit close to Virginia Doctors Hospital, Henrico Doctors Hospital, if they could be there. But man, this was a house that needed a lot of work. Um, it went on the contract in 24 hours, had five offers on it. You know, this seems to be the trend. The, What's where, the price point we're talking? Um, you know, under 750 is what we're looking to stay, stay under on that. Uh, preferably around the five something range, which is kind of hard to find, but you know, in that, in that 750, 550 kind of range on that end of it. And it's just hard to find the Richmond market's a little different man. way more inventory. Not really. Really? No. Um, certainly a lot more housing stock. There's a vo- more volume, right? There's more, uh, a, a ability to have more inventory for what it's worth. The market, the, the areas in Richmond change very quickly. Here, remember that rubber band, that, that pear-shaped rubber band yeah. that I was talking about? Um, over there, there's these little micro rubber bands, right? And if you're in one, that's great. If you're not in one, maybe not so great. Uh, and that's why, you know, we coined the term micro markets matter because mm-hmm. they do, and it's, 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 it's everywhere. But, you know, it's, uh, it's a... Um, <clears throat> It's time for trusted advisors, man. Time for trusted advisors. Do you, do you see um, rates are dropping, guys? Um, Scott Morris has predicted of uh, Ross Mortgage that we're going to see fours um, sometime this summer. Um, that got a lot of folks excited. Keith Smith has cautioned those excited by dropping rates. You've cautioned, right? Is that the right word? Yeah. What you saying? Uh, it concerns me. That's what I'm saying. Explain why. Well, the fear or the caution or the concern that I have is that there's so many buyers in this buyer pool, we'll let increase that buyer pool again, right? So we reduce the buyer pool. I use this acronym or use this explanation all the time. The buyer pool was the 20-foot section of a 10-meter Olympic diving platform pool right it's 20 feet deep it might be 15 feet deep right now and the inventory is kind of the kiddie pool kind of side of the thing and that kiddie pool may be going up a little bit it's really not looking at the data week over week so if that's staying the same and the pool and the buyer pool went from 20 foot to 15 foot it's the ratio is just not there the balance is just not there if that interest rate drops up a little bit maybe inventory might get a little bit better maybe people have been sitting on the sidelines waiting for interest rates to drop to put it on the market so they can buy right but that buyer pool is so huge right now um, you know, I, I think it's just going to make it worse. Any inventory coming on the market that you know of? 
Yeah, uh, uh, new construction. There's Colonial Circle in in um, that I know intimately in Fulvana County. Uh, a shout out to Green County. I was talking to um, Matthew Woodson yesterday. Um, you know, I think long term, and that's 12, 36, 24 months, um, you're going to start seeing, I think, Green County be the rock star mm. in new construction coming on, depending on what who you look at. They have a lot of land. Well, they have a lot of land, but they have a lot of lots in the process. Either mm-hmm. completed the process, this 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 rezoning or or getting lots, bringing lots to the market pipeline is rather long. Liza, Liza like that. Um, the so so if there's a couple thousand lots out there. They'll they'll be they'll be coming on. I'm in the middle of researching for for the real talk with Keith Smith's uh, market data, uh, Nelson, and on the other side of the mountain uh, for that. And actually, I was hoping to have Nelson ready for today, uh, but as our viewers have pointed out, Nelson's a little difficult to break down. You really have to break like wintergreen down into multiple pieces. Um, so I'm working on that. So if, what I mean by that is single-family detached, attached. They have a lot of condos there, which you know some jurisdictions don't have. Fulvana, for instance, doesn't have any condos, nor green on that end of it. So I'm, I'm working on breaking those things out. So keep an eye on the show and keep an eye on that website for that setup. And I'm also going to bring a couple of Nelson County experts in it. In it. Wintergreen is its own animal for lack of a better term, and I'm going to bring uh, Gavin Sherwood on our team. Yeah, who, who he's an expert. He's an expert in there to go ahead and do that. I would love that show. Um, we encourage it. you guys to go to realtalkwithkeithsmith.com and click on the menu bar, um, the tab that offers market data. Um, Judah Wigcowers has done a fantastic job of updating the reports that Keith shows during this show on the website. RealTalkWithKeithSmith.com and click Market Reports on the menu bar. And um, this is an interactive process. Anything that you would want to see better or the way it would look better, it's kind of changed over the the beginning of the month since we started it um, so that, uh, you know, any more data. Like, for instance, I added percentages in it now, which was a, a request of a couple of folks watching that percentages would be helpful so so i added them in but anything that we can uh do to make it better uh i'm in there we go please let us know. there we go also click the partners tab and look at the partners that make the program possible the show of course presented by yes royalty partners all right so january you have said and other your colleagues have concurred that the spring market is here we are in the spring market and Mm -hmm. you have said and you've reiterated that when is a good time to list your home? Right now is a good time to list your home because there's not much competition. Yesterday was a good time. Yesterday was a good time because there's not, not that much competition on the market, Keith. Absolutely. Um, and and um, so I'm, I'm, I'm actually just looking quickly at the last 27 days of this month in the car footprint on what came on the market and what went pending. So from January 1 to now, and just to put a little twist, to put numbers to that, uh, 146 
Now, this is all the count, all the jurisdictions. This is Fulvana, Nelson, Green, Louisa, Albemarle, and Charlottesville, and it includes everything: new construction, townhomes, condos, everything. But 146 residents or re uh, residential properties came on the market. 257 went pending. So, so that's just if you are thinking about putting your house on the market, that number alone tells you it's the right time to do that. That being said. You need a trusted advisor because if you're not in the right location, the right price, the right features, the right condition, that fifth one is timing may not work for you, right? So we've need to ask, we need to determine location. That'll determine price, features, and condition. And then is this the right timing um, to put it on? But to make a long story short, um, you know, uh, now's the time to do it. I, 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 I'll tell you, we're having conversations with folks that want the list that we're having this conversation of, well, I want to wait. We talked about this on Wednesday with the Scott Morris, with Ross Mortgage, that, hey, I want to wait until interest rates drop a little bit before I list. And we're, again, assuming they check all the, the first four rights, right? Uh, you know, it's the right location, price, features, and condition. Uh, you may not want to wait because your competition may grow at that at that point. Your buyer pool isn't shrinking. It's probably going to grow. So if you're now, you're going to get in front of more eyeballs or more potential buyers now that if we do this in May or June, interest or July or August or when this interest rate kind of drops below five, um, then people are going to start diving into the buying market, but also you're going to start seeing an uptick of people that may be sitting on the sidelines for listing coming in. So if we're in the right place now and you're ready to do this, listing is, listing is, is the right time to do it. Um, comments coming in fast and furious. Patricia, cool. I saw your Patricia Irby, um, the talented tennis player. She's, she's very good. She says, I agree. The spring market has already Boing. arrived. Spring market has already arrived. Folks from Nest Realty, um, hey. welcome to the show. Some folks over at Avenue, welcome to the program. Hey. Um, please, please shoot out. The realtors that are watching, right, this, this is, we really don't have much of a, of a schedule, show flow set for today. We really want the viewers and listeners to kind of. Well, let's ask, ask Patricia a question. Yeah, so she's, I was going right to I was going to flip it around. Does Patricia have a question for us or for me? That is there something I can do to help her? What are you seeing with the market, Patricia? What are you seeing with your clients? What are you seeing with the market? Relay some perspective on air. Uh, multiple people, Kevin Yancey and Nelson Lee, are both asking about um, investor properties with rates dropping and the weather warming. Will we see investors back in the game? Because they've been on the sidelines for a little while. They've been on the sidelines for a little while. And, and I'll just, I've actually um, had a couple of clients that, that um, want to be investors. They're not in the in this space yet. The reality of it is mostly you're dealing with cash. So you've got to have the cash reserves or, you know, seller financing or some other mechanism. On the, the traditional loan side, you know, if you're not able to bring 20% cash to the table minimum, it's going to be almost impossible to get a traditional 30-year investment, you know, 30-year AM investment loan. The other thing is, is 
the pricing too kind of impacts a little bit on that, right? Right, because they're, they're I, I, and I've, I've, I've actually had a conversation with Suzanne Real, and I'm going to talk to her this morning. There you go. Um, uh, Ally, Ally Property Ally Management. Property Manager. She of, manages Ally Property Management manages his rental and one of mine. She's fantastic. And I'm, I'm trying to sweet talk her to come back onto the show. Oh, um, I think she would do it. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, where are we sitting with the rental market, right? Is rents, rents stabilizing or rents going up or rents coming down, that kind of thing on that end of it? Uh, but to make a long story short, you know, you've got to get the math to work, right? If you're buying for this and the rent is that... Um, you know, are you negative cash flow or are you positive cash flow? So as, as pricing is increasing, it makes it a little bit more difficult to do that if you're borrowing money, right? Cash, on the other hand, is a different story because sometimes it's a 1031 exchange, right? And this is not about an ROI on that piece of property so much as it is I don't want to pay taxes on it and I'll park in the, the cash here, which is a little complicated to explain. But that... The bottom line is, um, I don't see that. And, and you know, um, just to go to the news cycle, some of the big, the big Wall Street folks are starting to get out of this. You know, um, we know uh, our friend Zillow's gotten out of it, oh, the I buy kind of thing. But some of these um, Wall Street firms that were buying single-family detached in blocks are starting to rethink that a little bit. Patricia says, we asked her, she offered an update. Her buyers that she's working with right now are more serious and they're trying to get ahead of the buying crowd and they're actively attending open houses as we speak. Well, that is so cool that she mentioned open houses because on, on our... And by the way, Patricia, you're a rock star. Cheers. Um, so I just happened to do an analy- analysis of... Uh, this was on Monday, the seven-day analysis we did it i just want to laser focus on the open open houses to to patricia's point um roughly this week was actually last week's um last year that same week there was only three open houses this this last week there was 18 um looking at the current open house list just to kind of give you an idea this right now as of this moment there's 34 open houses. So we we talked That's a lot. We talked about this a long time ago, right? Would open houses ever come back? Yeah. They're coming back. Well, we in the beginning of COVID, the prediction was that the open That's house exactly. would be completely forever eradicated. Yeah. Uh-huh. Remember? Mhm. Because many realtors on the show were saying that the open house was generally just an opportunity for for the host of the open house to meet people and get the personal brand and, and a call to action message out. And it was less necessarily about the house itself. I think that's different now. I think the, com- and, and, and Patricia, please chime in, right, um, on, on your experience. I'm finding with conversations with the, the mentality of the buyer now is kind of circled back to. I want to see it and touch it. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. And an open house is is a great way to do that. From an agent's perspective, it's also a great way uh, to, to grow meet your, people and well, get the brand out and grow your business. Yeah, and get your brand out. I don't yeah. know that. But from a from a buyer's perspective, do that. It's it's also a great tool for sellers too. All right. So if you're thinking about selling your house and there's an open house around the corner, you'll see that happen. You know, if they'll walk in and take a look at it, just 
just to kind of get an eyeball on on what's going on in your neighborhood. But right, that's that's on Monday. That was hold on a second. I'll double check my numbers. On Monday, that was eighteen open houses. Today is thirty-four. That's a lot. There's thirty-four open houses. Grayson says, "Are folks being incentivized to attend the open houses, Keith?" Maybe 60, 90 days ago, the gas cards were floating around to get people to come and win a raffle. Yeah, uh, I don't see any of that. No. To incentive. I don't, I just don't. So that was a tool back in the dark days of 2008, 9, and 10, where you just couldn't get anybody to show up, give them a gas card. It was really geared more towards broker open houses. Right where you would have real estate agents come in and tour them, you would go ahead and have a raffle to give it, give it away. Uh, you know the inventory is so low. I don't really think it's a matter of getting people in to do that. So that kind of implies that we're having a problem with buyers getting into the house. Again, it's a matter of the location, the price, the feature, and the condition. Assuming we're checking all those boxes as a as a thumbs up, you will get traffic. Um, so that that's that's probably not the case right now. I haven't seen it. Maybe others have on that end of it. It would have to really start swinging that pendulum off to the to a, to a buyer's market from a seller's market for that to happen. Would we expect Kevin? I'm weaving yours back in the uh, mix here. And thank you for the comment. Do we, Kevin? Expect- thanks. Thank, by the way, thank you to everybody that chimes in. You the, you you. Make me better, yeah, for sure. Sh- make the show better. Make I love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, will we see investors listing properties now that buyer demand is creeping back up? So that's what I was trying to get to. And it, yes and maybe no yes. Nope. Um, we will see it in our marketplace, but in a very minuscule growth, right? Most of the people that I know that's that's in the single-family detached or townhome in, uh, rental environment are in a buy-and-hold mode, right? Are you? That's, I know I am uh, the one that we own. I, I must I make an assumption you are too on that end Not of it. For a while, absolutely. Um, and it's just because it's only going to appreciate in value and so forth and so on. <clears throat> the Black Rocks of the world, they were like in Phoenix where they what, like whole neighborhoods, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of houses. In those locations, I think they're going to have an impact on inventory. We don't have that here, right? We've never had that here. You know, you would have, you know, small, small to medium size investors that had groups of them, but none of these huge, uh, huge amounts. Uh, Mikkel Anderson watching the program. Mikkel, thank you for your questions here. Keith, um, with interest rates dropping, and as you've indicated, more folks interested in buying a house now that rates are lower, does he expect a selling frenzy like this time last year? I think we're there already. Wait, you, you think the selling frenzy is at the same momentum no, no, no. and clip as so last I'm looking, year? I'm looking at the numbers. I'm looking at the pure... We have to define frenzy, right? Let me try to... Right. But I'm just purely looking at numbers. The volume of units that are coming on and the volume of units that are going off in a week-over-week basis is comparable to last year. 
What's the difference? Why do well, we? Well, there's no word. I mean, maybe what Mikel is asking is no inspections, a, yeah, a, a, appraisal gap coverage. Yeah, we're seeing some of that in transactions. You're, you're seeing no, no inspection transactions. So realtors that are watching, ask them, what are they seeing in their transactions? I know ours. We're seeing, I'm, I'm, I'm working on closing one right now. No, no home inspection ins- transactions. No home inspection, yeah. Appraisal gap? Uh, no, I think appraisal gaps have kind of worked their way out. I okay. think I think pricing, the market has, the sellers have kind of gotten to where the market's supposed to be. So your I, pendulum is completely, completely 100% swung onto seller's market. I, I don't think we ever got out of it. Yeah. Now... The, and that's what I wanted. I wanted to take a look at uh, what sold in the last uh, 27 days in the car footprint. What the median DOMs were. So these were how many days on market uh, before it went under contract and closed. It's 19, right? So this is there's 187 units. Uh, this is the whole footprint, right? And the whole product type. It's a huge, huge. Uh, 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 circle around around the area, and it goes everything from Louisa Augusta, Fulvanish, Charlottesville. But just at that, looking at that uh, analysis for 27 days, we were uh, 19 days on market. Medium sales price was 402. Again, that's everything from condos to townhomes to single family single family de- detached. 19 days. That's crazy. Uh, average was 45. So, you know, it kicks out the high and low, the median on that end of it, and kind of gets into the middle. But you're at 20. And, and even, even at the average, we're not even coming close to the 60 day. You know, we're closer than 19, but we're not at the 60 days DOM. The word frenzy, you know, I, I think that was more mass media pushed last year and whatever it was on that end of it, but purely looking at the data, and I want somebody to tell me I'm wrong, but looking at the data, this is feeling just like it was last year as far as coming in and going off. Well, and, and you would think as rates drop that the momentum's only going to uptick. That's the reason I said I'm a little concerned. About well, that's, what, that's why you alluded to it. It, it, it. it may increase the inventory a little bit. We hope. Right. But look. The only way inventory really, and this is a shout out to my friend Neil Williamson, the only way inventory really is going to increase is the local jurisdictions are going to have to allow more building, right? You know, it's, where, take Charlottesville. Mikel follows up and he says inventory increase is going to be difficult with nothing left to develop in Charlottesville. Kevin asked a similar concept or question. Where are the, the dirt parcels that someone could build new construction in Charlottesville? So multiple people asking the about only, new the construction. The only path forward on that is the flum. Is yeah, the, there is, is me no, losing my mustache. Right. There is no areas in Charlottesville to develop. I mean, I'm sure there's a few, but... It, it, not it's, significant. It's not significant. Um, if they are available, they're uber expensive, right? And, and, and the math doesn't work. The path forward is exactly why I'm going to um, why I bought, why I bought a pair of expensive clippers. How much and, were those clippers? Enough and and um, you, you know me. I, you I, you I, have champagne taste. I, you yeah. got the top of the line. 
beer budget, though. <laughs> you got champagne taste. Well, Mrs. Smith keeps me on a beer budget. Wall hair clippers for Matt. Good Lord! No, no, no. I'm well, just... I, I got the whole kit, though. I, I know. I got the whole I thing. I bet you did. It, 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 it's that one, and then it comes with the little one that just does the little mustache. Oh, it's very nice. Yeah, yeah. Very nicely done. Um, uh, on, on that end of it. But but in any event, you, you got Smith's ADD now kicked in. Thank you. No, Where you were talking I about the flum and yeah, opzoning. That's the only way we can get more density, more housing stock. Yeah, and, and look, it's not going to be a huge amount, right? I don't think it's no, going to you, be No, you've huge. emphasized this. I think you're right. Yeah, I don't, you know, but it's going to... It's, it's going to be something. It's going to be substantial, right? We're not, we're not, city of Charlottesville is not going to go from uh, 50,000 residents to 150,000 residents. Anytime soon or ever. Because of this. It may go from 50,000 to 55,000 or 50, you know, somewhere in that, in that range. I mean, I'm just guessing at this point. I have no statistical data to prove that, you know, on that end of it. But it's just not going to increase it in that thing. But any incremental increase is going to help down the line. But, but Ned Galloway and I, if you can... Tag Ned. Tag, tag Ned. Are doing the come on the show, Ned? Maybe a special announcement. <laughs> well, he, he knows. He, believe me, I got it. Believe special me. announcement, Ned. <laughs> we love you, Ned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I'm gonna shut up before I get into trouble. But uh, um, the the round ta- the the road show, Ned and I are doing for the regional housing partnership, and just kind of tie it into this conversation. We're doing it for the purpose of. You can't have this conversation about housing in Charlottesville without having the conversation of housing in, in Green or in Fulvana or in Augusta or in Waynesburg. Anywhere. Right? Because we're so interconnected now. Of course. Because if, if Green, Green County's, Green County's 2,000 lots that are platted, if they were to get built let's say the next 12 months, they would have a larger impact on the housing stock in Charlottesville than the Charlottesville itself. Does that make sense? Yeah. You should go down that road. That's a good topic. Yeah. So I've always, I've always preached this. I've never done it on the show. Maybe I, I have. I just don't remember it. I've never preached this, but, but it's part of the reason why three or four years ago I raised my hand and, and, asked if we could create this regional housing partnership and it's and it's built on bringing all the jurisdictions and the public and the private all the folks in the housing space together under one roof to talk about how we can do this because housing even though i talk about micro markets matter right that's that's helping individual buyers and sellers but if we're going to increase the pool of available homes to buy it's, in my opinion, requires a regional approach to it. And I will tell you, there's some, in some jurisdictions, do not like me saying that. They don't think that that's the right approach. And that's cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think they're wrong, but uh, that, that, that is not because what happens, and I'll just use my home county, what happens in Fulvana County impacts Charlottesville. What happens in Charlottesville impacts Fulvana County. And, and why is that? Why is, I'm getting to get off on a tangent here, why is Fulvana County in the same AMI pool as Charlottesville? 
Tell us. Why is that? Well, I mean, the jobs are in Charlottesville. There you go. They're going to Charlottesville for work. There you go. That's so, why they're all So the AMI, Area Medium Income, in Fulvana County, now this is HUD's numbers, right? This yeah. is the numbers that the federal government puts out on that. It's exactly the same as Charlottesville. The same as Albemarle County, same as Greene County, same as Nelson County. Louise is different because it's in a different um, statistical area that the feds use on it. Their number's a little bit lower than that. And, and why is that? Because 60%, some per- huge percentage of Lake Monticello drives from Lake Monticello to work in Charlottesville. Yeah. And those dollars go from they Charlottesville. Sh- they should be in the same in the same. Yeah, I think if you take a, a dive into the census data for the county, you'll find it to be probably a different number. But the census data that the federal government, the HUD, uses uh, for that, and that's, that's important for loan products, and this is really a Scott Morris conversation, but for federally backed loan products, this makes all the difference in the world, this a- AMI. also makes a difference with the land trust, right, because we – we we gear our eighty percent area medium income based on that on that number. We have to federally do that on that end. Of Why that. this question's come in? Um, oh, I'm gonna mess your Anna Lynn Anna Lynn, I believe. Um, says, why does the land trust not get more support locally, oh, Mr. Man. Smith? Oh man, uh, Anna Lynn. Anna Lynn. Anna yeah, Lynn? I think it's Anna Lynn. It looks like Anna Lynn. Um, first of all, love you. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Well, why doesn't it? <sighs> wow. Um, I got to be careful. I know. Right. right? I've you gotta, do have to be careful. I, I, have I was to, hesitant to ask the question. Yeah. Um, so I got to be careful because I wear the hat as a chairperson. That's what I'm saying. Right. You don't have to answer this question. No, you no, can no, take no, no. I think, I think this, I, this is a legitimate question to ask. Um, the short answer is I wish the hell I knew here's an example because the land trust in Richmond Maggie Walker stop this stop is it. a fixture you're reading my mind yeah yeah totally um, you know I'm going to start on the positive side okay um, Ned Galloway and I gave a presentation to the city council and the regional housing partnership um, the structure of the presentation as we talk about it what, it, what it does, what it's good. I run through some numbers similar to what we do on the show on that end of it. And then we ask questions, we answer questions from the local elected officials. Okay. That conversation at the second half went to land trust questions all the time, which I, I had to respectfully say, look, I'm here as the RHP uh, vice chair, uh, Ned's the chair. Um, I'd love to come back to talk to you about the land trust at a different meeting. Because we have other nonprofits part of the regional housing partnership. I felt it was unfair to sit, talk about one, not sure. talk about all of them on that end of it. The, the name of, we've been able to successfully do 24 permanently affordable houses in roughly 18 months under the land trust. So there's 24 teachers, you know, nurses, nurses, frontline workers, frontline workers that are in home, new construction homes with our partner with Stanley Martin homes, which was, we could not do it without them, without a doubt. Another fine sponsor of the show. Love Stanley Martin. Couldn't do it without them. They did the right thing and showed up. 
but they're living in Albemarle County instead of Buckingham or whatever. That being said, we have the ability to reduce that. You know what our one limiting factor is? Money. There you go. Yeah, well, and land. No, no, I got money. I can solve the land problem very easily. Well, why does it get why does it have more momentum? So, if we're it has momentum amongst the elected officials. Every jurisdiction knows about it now. I'm going to check that off as a really good thing. Okay. What we need is the money. Matter of fact, thank you for doing that. I was going to talk to you about after the show about doing help me do a go, a GoFundMe account. Huh. He, he, let's paint a picture. Maggie Walker is multiple years younger than the land trust. That's the go, one in Richmond. If I'm going down a rabbit hole, stop. No. Um, they started it, went out and reached out to corporate and local sponsors and raised $5 million cash. Right. They opened door one with $5 million cash. We've got... We got to beg, borrow, and steal for grants to go and do this. So let's paint this picture. We write, uh, we go fund me, right? And all of a sudden, we raise five million dollars cash. The good that we can do with that is off the charts. Monumental. So I can go into Bel. We the land trust can go into Belmont and buy a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar house. Turn around, keep the land, sell it at a reduced price for the eighty percent AMI buyer. And just keep on reproducing that. You take your $5 million, you shove it in an interest-bearing account, you call the Erpies up, and you say, do me a favor. Nicholas Erpies watching. There you go. Hey, hello, Nicholas. Hello, Love Nicholas. You, Nicholas. Make me some money on my $5 million bucks on that. It starts generating its own revenue. We start buying stuff, putting people in, and it just continues. And guess what? I mean, I would think that guess would why? Be- guess why Maggie Walker is successful? It's got the money. They started with five million bucks. With five million dollars. Why? Well, I mean, everyone's talking affordable housing. Everyone's talking about housing for nurses and teachers I, I, and frontline. You know, the 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 I is asked, the talk cheap or is it actually going to walk? So, I don't know if anybody's really ever asked. I know I haven't really went down and start bank because I w- was frankly working on creating the systems that work, uh-huh. which we now have. I never really went around and knocking on doors and going, hey, so-and-so, um, would you mind donating a million bucks to this, right? Where Maggie Walker's structure was a little bit different, they have these huge corporations in Richmond that just wrote huge checks. Got it. Right? I mean, just huge checks on it um, you know and, and they have that, that type of capital to do that you know to DuPont for instance they just they just wrote a huge check right here we've got lots of individuals but we generally don't have these large DuPont style corporations which is really UVA right that'll write a million plus dollar check it, it, we don't have it that's the big hold up who is, uh, is Tina Smith your mom? That's mommy. Mom? mom? She, she sent me a friend request. Did she really? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh, man. I, have, I can't accept her friend request because I'm at the max capacity. We got we to gotta figure out how to accept Tina Smith's friend request. Oh, you better accept mom's request. We, we love you, Tina. You, if you don't accept mom's request, you're not going to be part of the family any longer. Love you, Tina Smith. And she talks about you all the time. I drives me nuts. I feel like I know her. I feel like I know her. Um, <laughs> it's really the first I show up. There's, there's two things she asked me. My dearest buddy that I was in the core with, Ray Beal, 
how's Ray? It's not like, how you doing, Keith? How's Ray? And then the other thing, how's Jerry doing? How's the baby, actually? That's the, the real baby? question she asked. Um, our son is doing great. He is two months old today. Two the, months has flown by. The mother of, uh, the mother of five. That's our youngest. Our oldest is almost five. My mother's oldest of five. Let's see if I get this right. Uh, grand, grandmother, I think of 13. Tina has 13 grandkids? I'd have to. I might get. I might have that math off a little bit. You should know that. I should know that. Uh, but I know this. How many grandkids do you have? I know this okay. number. <laughs> <laughs> She's the great grandmother of three. There you go. Because they're mine. So that uh, I got that. The great grandma right. of three. But I think it's thirteen grandchildren that she has. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. You have a beautiful and wonderful family, Tina and Pop. Um, Patricia's got a follow-up for you. Hey, Patricia. Keith, what's happening in the Greenbrier neighborhood? I saw a post this morning about an area of higher density zoning. Any info you can share on that? I saw that also. I have not really had a great opportunity to dig into it that much. Um, uh, <clears throat> Ned, Ned and some of the folks with Albemarle will be able to help us a little bit more with that. But there will be projects that come up that are trying to go ahead and do this to increase the density. And, and there's two paths to this. That more is always, again, some people may disagree with this statement, but more, it's just economics 101. If we have more residents for people to live in, it is going to help the inventory, which is going to help the buyer pool, which is going to help us get to a balance, right? I'm not that smart, but that kind of makes sense to me on, on that end of it. But look, I know this much, and I have to dig into that project. You know, I'm sure it's going to be resisted quite a bit. You know, uh, NIMBY is, is going to come out. Um, it's going to take a long time to get done because there's a ton of red tape to get there. Uh, and the impact on that is probably not going to be felt, assuming it gets passed for quite – I don't even know the project in detail, but I know those things are true, right? It's going to be opposed. It always is. It's going to have to go through an, an absorbent amount of red tape, which is going to cost a ton of money. And what, whenever it gets approved, coming to the market um, is going to be a long time off from today. That's why Green County, I'm watching real closely. It's gone through that funnel for like 2,000 units. So it's a matter of finishing the funnel and producing them. And I really think Green County is going to have a larger impact on the housing stock than everybody thinks. Green County, larger impact on the market than the affordable housing or the more affordable housing, I should say, available in Augusta County? You'd say yes to that because of the proximity of Green to Charlotte. Yeah, I, it's closer. I, 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 would say, I would say yes to that. Um, <clears throat> it's funny. I've, I've, we've got a client that Yona and I are working with that, again, we just can't, we can't find and there was a huge reluctance to go to the other side of the mountain. And that's where we're going now, right? So we've, we've kind of went through for the last couple to three months not being able to find something. You know, this is this 250 price point. Can't find anything. She has some very specific needs on it, which kind of precludes townhomes. So it has to be a single-family detached uh, home, she needs a little bit of land uh, for, for, again, a very specific reason to her. Uh, so we're on the other side of the mountain this weekend looking because that's kind of where it's at. Not happy about it, right? She does not want to make that trip. She consider running? 
Well, that's what she's doing now. Uh, it's funny, you act, I didn't even think of this. You asked me the question, are people investors selling their property? That's what's happening to her. They're selling her single-family detached home. It's not an investor scenario. Well, technically. Can she buy that one? No. It's a family thing, right? So it, they're technically not selling. i got to be careful. I can't give yeah, sure, too course. much details on it. But it's not going to hit the regular market. You know, Keith is selling it to Judah because Judah's family. That's what's happening with that transaction. But the bottom line, she needs to get out. Again, it's a life change thing. That's what usually affects people wanting to, to, to either sell or buy is this life change stuff, not so much the interest. Um, this question's coming from the feed here. Spencer, thank you for watching the program. Does he see anywhere in Albemarle County springing with some more inventory? We'd like to stay in Albemarle. No? <laughs> I, was <laughs> trying, I was trying to be... no. Uh, yeah, there'll be some, there's some projects rolling, there's some projects coming in. These are things that are pretty transparent. Anybody can find them. Um, if the question is, is what's in the pipeline that, that, that might be coming down the line? Um, I think the next big thing to watch on that is, um, and it was actually discussed at a public meeting for the Regional Housing Partnership is either, I think on February 1st, is Neil watching by any chance? Uh, let me check it. Um, and somebody can check it on the Albemarle County um, uh, agenda. I believe on February 1st, um, the, they are going to start in earnest discuss or is going to be presented the uh, affordable housing incentives that I guess staff has put together on it. I don't really know the details of it, but I will be at that meeting because Ned and I are giving a presentation to, um, to Albemarle County on the Regional Housing Partnership, so I'll probably see Neil there, and I'm going to hang around and, and, and hopefully participate in that. So if the incentives shake out a certain way, which we do, I don't really know, I don't think anybody really knows how that's going to shake out, it could incentivize development in Albemarle County, and it could uptick it a little bit. That being said, the timeline's going to be a little bit lengthy. Do we have the political capital for more development well, in Almaro County? Yeah, so it, again, it really, they look, two years ago they adopted an affordable housing policy that they can't really enact because they haven't got the incentive program done yet, which hopefully will be now on February 1 or awfully close to it. So, you know, if the right tools are put in place, you know, it. You know, that's, the political capital is a tough question. That's going to be something we're going to ask when we start our round, political roundtables in February and March. They ask them. I'm talking pure mechanics of it. Um, if they do that, it'll make the, the path a little easier, a little bit smoother through the process. Um, more questions for you here. This one's a Am good one. Am I doing one. good today? Yeah, doing well. Do I need always, more coffee? You're always, no, you're always doing well. Um, Caroline says, I know you guys talked about this on your Wednesday show. Um, but can Keith address the additional uh, biotech institute that UVA is bringing and how he thinks it's going to impact this community? Well, it's going to impact it big time. Man, I tell you what, um, yes, but I'm going to twist that around a little bit. I read an interesting article this morning. Um, and then I'll get to Neil next. Hello, Neil. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Love you, Neil Williamson. So 
what's circulating out in the real estate world right now, in the, in the you know the Reese Media, the Inmans, all the the news feeds that I watch, real estate related. We actually have they have an office here. Does the name CoStar mean anything to you? Yeah, absolutely. CoStar's got an office in Dairy Market. So CoStar. Based on these articles, I was a Washington. Started with, I think, a Post article or Times article. I can't remember which one. They're in negotiations to buy Realtor.com. Okay. So CoStar has been trying to get out of the commercial world into the real estate world to compete against Zillow. It's kind of a little geeky thing out there, but it could really substantially change the the. the so CoStar will offer some background. Co- CoStar is an industry leader. CoStar is uh, an analytics or a data or a news firm that specializes in commercial real estate information. Um, CoStar's got an office in Dairy Central, Dairy, dairy Market. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, CoStar is um, is a powerhouse. They're a powerhouse. And the reason I brought in it commercial real estate. The reason I brought it up in relationship to the Paul Manning or the Manning Foundation's uh, biotech thing, this morning I just, for the heck of it, went in Indeed and see, well, how many job openings are in CoStar? And there is an, a, a ton of them. So they are out CoStar. So we talk about data. We talk about CoStar. We talk about Woolen... Um, help me out. Willow Tree. Willow Tree, thank you. We talk about... Thank you for being able to speak key. Yeah, I speak key. Uh, all these, very proud of that. Scott. There you go. Well, there's a lot of things in this world you should be proud I'm of. I'm very that's, proud of that's not one it. of them. Uh, <laughs> you know, all these little entities, which is only going to increase growing people in, bringing people in. Of course, my brain goes back to I better pick up the phone and call CoStar. How about some money for the land trust? But anyway, um, so you know, it's. We're just going to see this continuing influx of these high-dollar jobs. If you've, got, if you've got an opportunity someday, go in and Indeed or whatever, whatever your preferred job search app is and look at the jo- salaries that, that they're pr- offering over there. It's insane. You know, multiple six figures. Um, comments coming fast and furious to the show. Uh, Bill McChesney. The I'm future, curious about Neil's comment. All right, I'm going to get to Neil's here. He used my second favorite hashtag. What, what, what are your favorite hashtags? That well, Neil I know uses? it's got something to do with a mustache. Now, what are your favorite hashtag, hashtags that I Neil uses? I don't even know what the I mean, hashtag here, is. Hashtag content slinger. Okay, yeah, that ha- one. Hashtag yeah. more housing everywhere for everyone. There you go. Hashtag seats available. There you go. That's, That's my favorite. favorite one. Seats available. I thought the mustache one was the best one. Mustache bet. Uh, we'll get to Neil's comment first. The mayor of McIntyre, the future land use map, medium intensity residential areas in the Greenbrier neighborhoods are around Charlottesville High School and Greenbrier Elementary. The areas around all of the, all of the schools in Charlottesville have some kind of upgraded density near them. Yeah. So, um, and and I, uh, so I apologize. That, you know, in my there's two kind of Greenbriars, right? There's an Albemarle Greenbrier, and then there's a Charlottesville Greenbrier. The Albemarle Greenbrier, home to Guadalajara. Yeah. Um, so I, I I was thinking Albemarle. That the other uh, 
a person who, who may have been the neighborhood in Charlottesville. Got City. it. Got it. Got it. So um, Neil doesn't change my it doesn't change my analysis, but thank you for clarifying. Absolutely, clarifying Neil. Expand the Albemarle development area. Staff has not fully engaged the development community yeah. regarding the proposed incentives. So I am so glad he said that, not me, because. Um, not that I'm anything special. You're special. But I am part of a couple of bodies that focus on this. Okay. And I have not been in, not me, but the bodies themselves have not been, to my best of my knowledge, been invited to participate in that conversation. So the Regional Housing Partnership, that at best of my uh, uh, best of my knowledge, and as either the chair or vice chair, I would probably know this, um, has that doesn't mean I actually remember it, but that's a whole different conversation. Um, has been invited to weigh in on it. Just think about that, right? This body, the way it's built on the four pillars, it has all the elected officials at the table from all the six jurisdictions, it has all the nonprofits in the space, in the housing space. It has, when I say all, not everyone, but most of them, most of the private sector folks, we got builders, bankers, all that stuff. And oh, by the way, we've got the people who we serve part of this uh, on it. You would think they would talk to them. Seems like common sense. I don't know. Unless Neil knows something I don't know, and it, it could have happened at the staff level that I'm not aware of, but I'm pretty sure because Mr. Smith would have wiggled his way into a meeting if I knew about it. I think you would have. I, I would have sure, assuredly <coughs> wiggled my way into a meeting. So now that's the reason I want to hang around, because I'm super curious on what they came up with. Um, this question. I wonder if Neil knows. Are you not fearful that you will have a Starbucks on every corner if we continue with this path? Well, I'm, I'm not a Starbucks fan, so I've, Bill I've, said that. I'm fearful of that. To we start know with. Bill does not like the flump. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and, and I love Bill to death, and, that, and that's great, but I, I think Starbucks would be classified, and Neil can chime in on a, on directly to Bill. You know, that's commercial space, right? Yeah. So, um, a little, little different, a little different. Well, it, it is and it isn't, right? You know, uh, I think what Bill's kind of alluding to is like a... I think it's more tongue-in-cheek, the sprawl and the density. Yeah. That's what he's alluding to. Yeah, but... So folks understand, you know, what could happen is there could be a corner property that somebody buys three or four properties, combine everything and do a multi-story building. And then the bottom level is commercial on the corner is Starbucks. I mean, that is feasible. That is possible with the way that it's structured. Very much so. Um, you know, will that happen or not? A different, a different story. John Blair watched what on I, LinkedIn. What I would f prefer to see, Bill, is no more Starbucks but local Local shops. He always sticks to uh, local. I uh, unless I'm in Seattle. What are you going to do when the pie chest closes? Actually, Lone Light Coffee. It's going to open up. It's going to stay. Yeah, and yeah, it's going to stay in that location. Yeah, so you still got your coffee. Yeah, there. and and plus that's uh, right around the studio, guys. Yeah, and plus uh, uh, we buy our pies from the pie chest that we do for Thanksgiving every year, and they're going to still do that. So we're, we're good to go. What are you doing uh, this weekend? Well, you I guess you're working. You're I'm, going to the Valley. I'm go. I'm working. I've got. Some commercial contracts I got to write up. Uh, got to help out a couple of folks, and I might watch a little bit of football on Sunday. Mm. You got a, you got a, you got a favorite this weekend? Um, no, I just want to see a good game. 
Man, that's would love exact- to see. Would love to see Cincinnati back in the final, back in the uh, Super Bowl. I, I, I uh, well, I, if I didn't say uh, Kansas City, Emily would stop taking care of me. Funk Emily Funk would take. She's from Kansas. Okay, she would stop taking we'll care of me. Funk. So I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Kansas City. I want to see them go all the way. That being said, what you said is exactly what I always say. I just want to watch a good game. Yeah, there was a couple last weekend that was. Not, not competitive. Uh, Neil says, Bill and Keith, for what it's worth, the planning goal of focusing popula- populations around schools is an efficient delivery of government services. Yeah, was that so? That was the Greenbriars, and we say Greenbrier, we're talking about the school, not and but there was a Starbucks conversation, and so I think we had two different conversations. I think, well, it was a figure of speech. I think he's just talking about the density here. And Neil says the reason the population is upticking or planned uptick around schools yeah. is because so, that makes it easy for people to get to schools. So, and uh, he evidently is a Dallas Cowboys fan. Neil, tell me you're not a, cow- a Cowboys fan. What does this mean? You have a me- not a hexagon, not a pentagon, not an octagon. It's a season gone. <laughs> Neil waves. Uh, is he talking about the Jets? No, he's talking about, he's talking about the Cowboys. <laughs> Got it. So, um, first and foremost, uh, think the world of Bill. Um, so, you know, I, we, I, we love all the viewers and listeners. Love, love all the viewers and listeners. I love, and, and that's what's so great about what we do. Everybody brings their own opinion, and, and we debate it and we talk about it. Yeah. Um, but I got to tell you, um, I was reluctant to even talk about this, but, but I'm going to anyway. Go figure. There is a very strong possibility my home, for the first time that I've been living in Fulvana County, I will be paying. This, it, it, it may not happen, but if the, if the stars align, if, if Albemarle County's budget process goes a certain way and Fulvana's go a certain way, tax rates and all this stuff, there is a very distinct possibility my home in Fulvana County, well, I'll be paying the same dollar amount, the same cash, as if it was in Albemarle County. So just think about that. I've got a home that's on two acres, 30-some-odd hundred square feet, right? If I was to pick that up and drop it into Albemarle County, as a rule of thumb, I was always about 100 grand under, right? Just, just as a rule of thumb. There's a distinct possibility my little old home in Fulvana County would I'm going to be paying the same amount of cash as if it was in Albemarle County. Does that make sense? Yeah. So why is that? Why is that happening? And is that, you Well, Fulvana County, it's sole source basically of uh, revenue to keep the jurisdiction afloat is real estate. Rooftops. Yeah. Residential rooftops. Rooftops. I mean, it's not like you guys have a ton of businesses out there, ton of retail, ton of commercial. Yeah, I may be wrong. It may it may not shake out that way, right? It may it, it may be it may be close, but there's a strong possibility if it cycles right, that could possibly happen. And you know, we don't have the same services that Applemore County has, right? We don't. And I'm going to be a lot paying, less schools. I'm going to well, we just don't. Yeah, and I'm going to be paying the same amount of money. And what I'm trying to work this in in my maybe feeble way here is, you know, what what is the hashtag uh, that more was it more? more housing everywhere for everyone? Yeah, and and that ultimately works, right? So look, 
Colonial Circle is 325 residential units. 125 are apartments, which I'm proud to say are going to be for 60% AMI and under, which is great news. Helped help get that approved for, for that on that end of it. It's going to be about 200 single-family homes. We've got about 80,000 square feet of commercial. I can't get anybody to look at it. And why is that? Not enough rooftops. Yeah. There's not enough density there. So I can't get a gas station in there. I got the traffic. I got the traffic count. Um, but there's not enough actually staying put on a regular basis for that to make. You know, you could put a, a, a there's a site there that you could put a, Wawa, a small Wawa in there, that kind of thing. They're not going to come there because there's just not enough bodies fixed on that end of it. So it's a chicken and egg kind of thing because if you want to have that revenue from a Wawa or something like that, you kind of have to have the rooftops to support Fr- it. Friend of the program and your uh, friend, someone you've known for a long time, Supervisor Chris Fairchild. Oh, hey, is, Chris. Is very comfortable with the rooftops in Fluvanna County. Oh, yeah. Is he watching? Is very comfortable <laughs> with the rooftops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you know, and, and I, much like anybody else, I love him to death. I respect everything that, that he has to say. He, he got me. He was a little nervous when he was sitting on Santa's lap. <laughs> that was so funny, Chris. You were sitting on Santa's lap in yeah, a was onesie. A funny. In a onesie. Kevin Yancey says, "Well, in a onesie, but but nobody could see where his hands were." Oh. So <laughs> um, he's comfortable with the rooftops there. Yeah. Yan- Yancey says ninety percent of Fluvanna County, Keith doesn't even have the services that your neighborhood, Lake Monticello, has. He's hundred percent right. But we still pay the same taxes as he's Lake a, Monticello. He's hundred percent right. 100% right. The only difference is, is I pay... Um, you pay an HOA. I pay an HOA, which gets me a police department, by the way. Yeah. You uh, pay an HOA. I pay an, H- I pay an HOA, but he's spot on right. He's spot on right. It, it's, uh, now, it, 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 may not, it may not be globally. It may be just me where my... Because I'm in a unique type of property in Lake Monticello, right? Because uh, on that end of it, so... It, the acres. It, yeah, so it may be, it may be, it may be me, but yeah, I just, uh, that whole sitting on my lap thing, on Santa's lap thing. <laughs> I'll never forget Supervisor Fairchild sitting in your lap in a onesie. Yeah. In front of the camera and the microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I ha- absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, um, I love Chris Fairchild. Yeah, and his hands were roaming, that's all I can tell I you. Stop, no, they weren't. <laughs> Oh, they were. Um, Tabula tonight for dinner? You and Yona? No, no. Um, Mrs. Smith is not feeling well today. Okay. Kind of got this little chills, headache thing that apparently is floating around. Um, So she is at home, and uh, I am going to bring her a little ramen soup for dinner tonight. So she's working. Ramen from where? Um, Great question. Bad luck ramen bar? There you go. That's it. X Park, right around the corner from Yes Realty Partners? That's it. We were just uh, talking about the Bad Luck Ramen Bar the other day, Judah. Yeah, so how do you like it? Yeah. Uh, we've never been. I, have you been? I haven't been. Have you? So that's just an exception. Not, not to the new place. No. Well, it's really not a new place. It's the same place. Well, they right. rebranded the restaurant. It's still in North American Saki. And it's still the same menu. Uh, well, it's a, a different menu. Now they're focused on ramen, where previously they had oh, like, no. I've, we've sushi always- and pokey. Yeah, no, no, no. We've. O- I, I hate to disagree with you, fine sir. I always got my ramen from there. Well, no, no. They had ramen before. There's, There's only like fo- two or three options. They're focusing even more on ramen, and yeah. not the other items. Am I right there, Janus? Well, I went That's to go there on Friday. Yeah. 
last yeah. Friday, I couldn't get in. Great. Yeah. Robin's good. You know. You a Robin fan? Robin? You don't like Robin? Oh, Robin. Yeah. <laughs> I like uh, Robin. Or as I say it, Roman. Did you think I said Robin? I heard Robin. Oh. Yeah. I, I do like Ro- Robin. Yeah, Robin's good. Yeah. Uh, I usually get the uh, the cheap stuff, but uh, <laughs> oh, the uh, yeah. <laughs> ramen. You mean the college kid the stuff? Yeah, the stuff that comes in a little book. packet. Yeah, well, um, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, you know, uh, Seattle is like the mecca of that kind of food, Thai food, ramen, and all that stuff. And we had ramen. We were out there, and I'll tell you, I actually like their ramen better than what I had out in Seattle. Oh. Just for what it's worth. So what are you doing this weekend, fine, sir? Um, spending time with the boys. Got Saturday. It's uh, double, double sun duty on Saturday. I'm giving oh. uh, the missus uh, a little break on Saturday morning. Oh. She's going to do a little sleeping in and a little breakfast, a little coffee, a little uh, quality time to herself. Evidently, a two-month-old and a nearly five-year-old are uh, a, a lot of work. And, well, you're going to uh, find out. Oh, I, I, no doubt about it. I say it once, I'll say it again. The hardest job in America is that of a stay-at-home mom. Stay-at-home mom, well, we you guys are rock stars. So as a side little job, we release out grandparent duties. So if you ever want to give What's us a, the fee? Uh, for you, nothing. Oh, you're so nice. No, no. It'll, raised, cost, it'll cost you in other ways. But <laughs> I have no doubt. <laughs> Tina, you've raised such a gentleman over here, Tina. And you too, Pop. Well, it's funny. Uh, uh, and that's not funny. You should be so blessed and lucky to get here. You will get to this point one day. But my two-year-old granddaughter knows how to FaceTime. Yeah. Yeah. So she... She may not hold the FaceTime correctly where that her face is on screen all the time. Literally. But they know how to FaceTime. They push that camera button. It's pretty impressive. Literally, it blew my mind. So we're we're getting ready at 6.30 in the morning, whatever it was, and I get a FaceTime call from my daughter, Yaz. Oh, okay. Yeah. We got a problem. And all I see is a nostril. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like our son. And she's running around, the, and the nostril's going all over the place and calling me Pop Dad, and she loves the dog, so where's Forrest? And uh, I got to tell you, there's nothing better the feeling than that in the world. And, and everything else is secondary to that. That is really an awesome, awesome feeling. I can't wait. It is unbelievable. Certainly, uh, I certainly uh, love these two little boys with all I got over here. Keith, you are uh, a stand-up guy. Oh, stop. Um, what's the plan for next week with your, your talk show? Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk after the show. We're going to do a little post-show production stuff. Okay. Um, trying to balance some stuff out. But what, I, what, I, what I'm working on is February and March trying to turn our four Friday shows into more local political roundtables. You know, I really want to start having uh, this budget discussion with each jurisdiction, bring in Chris Fairchild, Tony O'Brien again, and say, okay, tell us what's going on in your county and talk about budget, because these budgets are going to really be the ones that are going to drive uh, what it's going to cost individuals, their, their tax rates on that stuff. So we're going to do that. I'm kind of lining up all the local jurisdictions on that. And... Uh, uh, Wednesday will be Scott, and Monday at the moment, I was going to try to talk about Nelson County and Wintergreen, but the two folks that I wanted to bring in have some scheduling conflicts, so maybe just you and I on, 
on Monday. But, Love it. But Monday I was planning to take a deep dive into uh, Wintergreen and Nelson County, but I, I'd really need a couple experts for that, and I'm trying to organize that schedule. You um, are a talented, talented, talented on-air broadcaster, my friend. Oh, stop it. When is the 31st, by the way? I sincerely mean that. The 31st is four days from now, right around the corner. Let's see. It's the 31st. 31st is Tuesday, right? That sounds right. Yeah, so on the 1st, we might have a little bit of an announcement to make. Ooh, what's the announcement? I can't, I've, I've signed an NDA. I can't do it. Oh, but, but, I'm excited for But the, yours truly uh, may, may have won another award. Ooh. Which I can't announce. Until the 1st of February. Well, until the 31st. Until the 31st. And looking at, looking at the calendar, it looks like a Tuesday to so me. So Wednesday's a big announcement on Real Talk with could, Keith Smith. Could be. Could be. Go All the shows are archived online at realtalkwithkeithsmith.com. We encourage you to visit the website. And no, Neil, I'm not getting committed. The, uh, <laughs> the Market Watch tab or the Market Reports tab on Real Talk with Keith Smith is a great um, resource for data in the area. Judah Wickhauer keeps us on air. Yes Realty Partners presents the show. And please kick the, uh, click the Partners tab on the website. And you see the, the supply chain of trusted advisors in real estate. The I Love Siebel if, show is up in about like 59 minutes. If you like what you hear or see, those are the ones that really keep us on air. So please support the partners. Please support them. There you go. Keith Smith, Judah Wickhauer, Jerry Miller. I Love Siebel show, 58 minutes. Take care, everyone. Bravo, Senor Smith. Yeah. Bravo. Thank you.